Spooky and gay, spooky and gay, spooky and gay with Carver and Jay. Hi, Jay. Hey, Carver. So. So. This is a week. This is a week. There's a trend that someone brought to my attention. Ooh. Uh, where a lot of the movies we watch, uh, we talk a lot about how we want kids to get fucked up. <laughs> uh, oh, it's not going to stop this week. Certainly not, no. Not even remotely. <laughs> but, you know, tis, tis the season to be wanting kids to get bashed by baseball bats. I mean, I'm a Scrooge. We know I'm a Scrooge. Oh, yeah, bah humbug all the way. Yeah. You know, I'm less of a Scrooge as I get older. It's like... When I was younger, I was like an adamant atheist, and the mm. older I get, the less I give a shit about it, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I, I stopped identifying as an atheist because I didn't want people to think that I was one of those total douchebags that I was for a little while. Yeah, I was definitely one of those. Oh ones. yeah, I'm, I'm very ready to be done with that that phase. I've been, I've been out of that phase for years and years. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, uh, Christmas is a, very much a consumerism holiday, and it holds some nice things for a lot of people i understand that my yeah. partner is a big christmas person but mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of death in my family around christmas uh and that's that's a, that's a big heckin bummer yeah and then it's just like uh I, I i have a hard time getting past the consumerism and it's just been like my family's had sort of a harder and harder christmas over the mm-hmm. last like four years we've like continuously dropped members mm-hmm. uh and with that uh traditions and yeah it's kind of a hard holiday for me yeah uh, I, you know, I think the thing I enjoy about the holidays is the consumerist part, and it's not so much the, like, rabid over-consuming. I work in retail. Mm. I don't love that shit. <laughs> um, but I do love having an excuse to be like, hello, person I care deeply about. Yeah. I took this moment to think about you, and I hope you did the same for me. It's nice to have a, like culturally accepted points to exchange gifts i think that's nice mm-hmm. i i don't know i wish it could be better mm-hmm. than what we have yes i'll accept what we have but i will strive for something better mm-hmm. just uh i don't know it'd be cool if it was spaced out so it wasn't like hey retail workers die <laughs> i mean literally this year yes oh boy especially this year <laughs> Um, but we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it through this year. We'll make it if, through. If it kills me. Yeah. Much as, much as the much as the song goes. Yes. Um, so I know you borrowed my Shutter account this week to watch a movie. I did. Um, we uh, we actually got access to it a little bit late, so I ended up spending four dollars. Oh no. Uh, to watch uh, Color Out of Space, or as Sam continued to refer to it, Color Into Space, or <laughs> any other other collection of. <laughs> Words that weren't out of. Color by number space. Yeah. <laughs> Color around the space. <laughs> oh, goodness. And it was like, I don't know, it was okay. It was not my, it was not my favorite. There's parts of it that were just, there's sort of a, a whistle, a sort of a whine that goes throughout most of the movie. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be irritating. And it, it did its job too well. It really grinded on me after a while. And I just didn't, like, I only liked a little bit of the family to start with, and they just got worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of weird sort of inconsistencies throughout the film. People's realization was either, I feel like, I think I stated this during the movie, that people were either vastly overreacting or vastly underreacting to things. Yeah. That was just weird, and it just kind of kept me out of it. And mm-hmm. then I just really did not care for how it ended and uh the people i was watching it with were making like a, a case for like oh it's the sort of like unknowable part of lovecraft and i was like mm, i know that i didn't like it though yeah. I, I, I i i know this i uh i don't want to watch an hp lovecraft thing unless it is directed by Stuart Gar- gordon um, <laughs> i've heard good things about the there's a movie called cthulhu which is pretty good yeah. I, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. H. Bomber guy did a video about it. Uh, I believe it's about a, um, a gay man coming back to his uh, very traditional sort of family in their village. And that's a, where a lot of the weirdness and unaccepting-ness comes is from that perspective. And mm-hmm. that makes it a bit more interesting. It's not really about the monsters. It's not about the... It's not about the the mind getting fucking shattered. Mm. It's about 
the people. It's about the it's about the human horror. In yeah, that. I, I I I'm willing to give that a watch. I think that looks pretty cool. I'm interested in that. I've been interested in uh, Lovecraft Country, which I might start since I I decided to stick with my HBO Max subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovecraft Country? Yeah. Have Is you that heard like, that at all? Like Cthulhu playing some like Garth Brooks? Or? So it's actually based off a book that came out when I worked worked at the bookstore in Carbondale. And it was a massive seller. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it is written by a person of color about people of color who have enjoyed sci-fi having to come to terms with a lot of it being built off the back of this crazy racist. Yes. And so like... It actually talks about a town that I grew up near, in, uh, which is considered to be a sundown town, if you know yeah. what that is. Uh, which was, I could definitely use a refresher. Uh, it means that black people were not allowed there after sundown, and bad things would happen to them if they were. Yikes. Uh, there is a town near where I grew up called Anna, Illinois, which is an anagram with a sl- and uh, it's got a slur in it. Uh, mm. and it's like really fucked up and they bring it up in the show and it's a, it's about like if people of color were the main characters in a Lovecraftian-esque story. Honestly, that sounds way more interesting than if white people were. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> so I'm very interested in watching that one. In general, like... Lovecraft doesn't do it for me. I don't want to read his stories. I don't... I like, like things inspired by Lovecraft. Which, like, a lot of, like, the lovecraft verse isn't Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've delved into Lovecraft lore generally out of video games. Mm-hmm. Has, has sparked sort of an interest. There was a, there's a mod for RimWorld where you can worship them. There's, like, a Minecraft mod that... That adds that into it, uh, and one of my and one of my favorite games for GameCube uh, is just totally inspired by uh, H.P. Lovecraft. It's Colonel Darkness, Sandy's Requiem, mm-hmm. is one of the most cool, interesting, innovative games for GameCube that I've really been wanting to replay lately. Mm-hmm. That's just like it's hundred percent like. Totally ripping off of Lovecraft. It does a really good job with it, though. Mm-hmm. You play as these. Uh, uh, you, you play as this character who's investigating her grandfather's mansion after he was murdered, and she finds this book that tells tales of these other people, and then, like, in the tale, you play as that person, and you go through these locations time and time again throughout history as these people are either fighting for or struggling against these crazy outer gods who mm-hmm. want to come to the earth and do their bad stuff. Yeah. There's, like, runic magic. There's a sanity system that uh, really interferes with how you play as a player. Like, everything about it is just rad. This is this is my recommendation for the week. Is, uh, is get a GameCube or an emulator and play Eternal Darkness and you won't regret it. It's so good. I mean, uh, <clears throat> sort of on, like, a recommendation kick. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I really watched this week, we watched together, which was the New Mutants movie. Yeah, which... I'm surprised that I can recommend. Yeah, you know what? It took three years of lowering my lowering my expectations. It was good. It had some spooky elements, but the gay... The gay elements were 100% there. So good. Really nailed the gay elements. Honestly, some of the best gay elements <clears throat> I've seen in a minute. The development of their relationship was spectacular, and they were not defined by their queerness. No. It, was, it wasn't a well, coming out story. Not even a little bit. No one had to like, oh, no, I'm gay. What do I do now? It was just like... There was no judgment for it. There's no reaction from the other characters. Mm-hmm. If the other characters knew, they clearly didn't care. Yeah. It <sighs> was so, so, so good. It's very good. It also helps that it was uh, my personal ship the whole time I was reading those <laughs> comics. Uh, so they made very my good. ship a reality. Good, um, good, good, good. This is like a comic Jay and I have both enjoyed for a long time. Yeah, New Mutants is amazing. Uh, they And they removed the most problematic part of the Demon Pierce side. Yep. Yeah, they sure did. It was a good move to not... For sure. To not brown face a couple of white people for the rest of their lives? Uh, I think, yeah, kind of. I think they never became un-Native American. Who knows? They, like, really twisted and turned a lot of things, and they could have made some things better, Mm -hmm. but you know what? For Fox's last X-Men movie, I'm gonna give them credit. Mm -hmm. 
go in with low expectations and you'll be surprised. Yeah. <clears throat> Pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. Actually. And you know what? I watched it again. I had the rental for another day. I watched yeah. it with our friend Katie. And Katie was like, I think that was a pretty good movie. And I was right. like, you know what? I enjoyed watching it two times in two days. Yeah. I can imagine going back and seeing it again. I'd just love to watch that uh, that romance play out again. Yeah, it was good. If not just for that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was excellent. I definitely recommend that if you have any... I would say, I think it would be better. I mean, Katie didn't know anything about the comics. Yeah, I, th- I mean, yeah. If, you, if you're going in being like, ooh, man, that's about as light-skinned as they could possibly could have imagined Roberto da Costa. Well... Uh, that that actor is not Afro-Brazilian. He is Brazilian. Step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Not a big one. No, nope. but one. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <sighs> He's very handsome. They kind of do him dirty. He doesn't really get a story. Yeah, and you know he wasn't my favorite part of the comics, but yeah, uh, he's 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 there. Mm-hmm. He's there. He 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 provides some pretty pretty excellent elements. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are talking about comic books again. I want to say our reoccurring comic book <laughs> section in our queer horror podcast. You know, if you haven't figured this out yet, we're fucking nerds. We're fucking nerds. I don't know. Comic books do a lot for for, for horror and, and, and back and forth. They do a lot of really neat stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I've read a lot of John Constantine, which I think uh, flirts with the genre rather well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, like, I mean, God, I read all Sandman and mm-hmm. Lucifer, which... I think also do some good flirtations. I really want to read Hellboy. I gotta figure out a way. Hellboy is great. Preacher is great. Oh, God, Preacher. Holy shit. Preacher is so good. I was so blown away when they said they were making that into a television show. I was like, no, you're not. You're fucking lying to me. You're gonna cut so much. You're gonna cut 98% out of this because you can't do these things on television. Yeah. Like... Yes. Yeah. And they did, from my understanding. I watched a little bit of the show, mm-hmm. and I was like, eh, I want yeah. something a little bit more faithful. Yeah. Um, it was like, I don't know, it, it was good because it was trans- transgressive. Mm-hmm. I hate to be that guy, but like, yeah, the transgressiveness is one of the things that made it so powerful. Yeah. They also, I believe they may, no, 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 I'm, I'm misunder, I'm misremembering, mm-hmm. um, but Lock and Key was made into a TV show. I need to watch more of that. I got like three or four episodes in. It was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Did you read that comic? I did not. Do you have that comic? I think I might have the first one. Mm-hmm. Katie has it all. Okay. Um, it's it's one of my favorite things I've ever read. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's beautifully written. Uh, oh, it's God. written by Joe Hill, who is... Jonah Hill's brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen King's son. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, and um, this is not the first time you've recommended me a uh, a Jonah I, Hill. Uh, I think Joe Hill might be one of my Joe favorite. Hill. Oh my god! I said Jonah Hill again. You did kill me. <laughs> uh, I think Joe Hill might be one of my favorite horror authors. I am going to at some point get you to read Worm at least a little yeah. bit of it. I just you get all of the things that people like about a Stephen King story with less misogyny, with less homophobia. Wow. But with the same, like, twisted, transgressive, frightening, and, like, cosmic things. Yeah, that sounds rad. And, like, specifically Lock and Key, it might not start off seeming cosmic. It gets fucking deep cosmic I feel like it was starting to get there a little bit by the point where I was in the television show. It was really cool. Yeah, they combine... Like, I don't think they're going to do another season of Lock and Key. I think it would be hard for them to do it because they kind of went from book one to book six, which is the last book. Oh, yeah, that's goof. They missed a whole lot in between, but they they didn't get to a lot of the keys. Yeah. So there's a lot more they could do. Uh, And then I know you own this book, and I've been on you to read it (laughs) forever. I think as long as we've known each other. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Tooth is really good. Also Cosmic Horror. I gotsta, I gotsta. You gotsta. That's like, what, one of my favorite horror podcasts. I say that for every horror podcast I listen to. <laughs> a horror podcast I listen to hosted by the Boulay Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Creatures of the Night. Um, they've recently started doing a book section where once a month they assign a book and then they do like a book club re- telling of it after. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, and if we ever do that, you're going to read fucking Sweet Tooth. <laughs> Maybe once we crack five listeners. Yes. 
<laughs> I can give you reading assignments. I'll give you reading assignments. I'll get Tell you. Tell your friends. By Christ, I will get someone to read Worm that I know. <laughs> I've, had, I've had like two people read it. Yeah. That's like a pretty good success, right? Given mm. that I've re- recommended to everybody is the greatest story I've ever consumed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh... So this has been our great intro about Christmas horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. a great intro. Great intro. That's what we're known for. I, I don't know. We, we, we tangented. This, uh, this is a Christmas horror movie that we watched. There yeah. are other Christmas horror movies like it, but this one is mine. Wait, no. Uh, this one? <laughs> it was fun. Like, yeah. uh, we've, like, I watched the recent Black Christmas, mm-hmm. which is, comes incredibly highly recommended for a Christmas horror movie. The mm-hmm. recent one, there are three, I think. There um, are three. There are three. Uh, the most recent one is just absolutely excellent. It's a bloom house. They mm-hmm. really knock it out of the park. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There is, oh goodness, I, my mind has suddenly been robbed. Uh, of, there's a couple of Krampus movies. There's Krampus movies. There's Silent Night, Deadly Night, mm-hmm. Jack Frost. Um, there's a whole that bunch on Shudder. No, it's not. Who becomes... In the other Jack Frost movie, who is it? That's Robin Williams turning into it's the snowman. It's not Robin Williams. It's the. I'm pretty sure it is the the Mr. Mom who also played Batman. Mr. Mom who played Batman. The the actor who played Mr. Mom who then also played Batman Let's in see, the first Tim Burton Batman. Jack Frost movie. It's not the horror movie. Not the horror movie. <clears throat> that one. The, that's one. the one. Uh, well, there's all sorts of good... Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Okay, I always think of it as, like... I, I, I always get confused with Tim Curry and the Santa Claus. Oh, Which, didn't they make a couple of those? Also, the Santa Claus is not Tim Curry, it's Tim no, Allen. No, Tim Allen. Oh my god, what does it mean, last name? <laughs> I was gonna say today, but period. <laughs> Imagine if it was Tim Curry. Oh my god. Children, I brought you some presents. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Tim Curry should be in everything. Uh, he's been in a lot. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a musician. He's done like yeah. a, a couple of albums. I gotta give those a listen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's just, he's so good. He's, he's just he's a, a good boy. Super, super high quality. Today's, yes. uh, this episode's recommendation is Tim Curry mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah. Uh, Tim Curry Curry was one of my earliest crushes, but for a movie that he had a bit role in that most folks probably don't remember. Which one movie? He played Rooster in Annie. Oh my god. <laughs> he lit- all he did is like <coughs> cockadoodle doos at some point and then tries to sell her. <laughs> and I was like, that man has something. There we go. <laughs> Tim Curry and Rick Moranis. <laughs> hey. I mean... I'm gay. We get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Tim Curry could get it, though. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, 100%. Yes. Oh, He's, man. Uh, all right. Um, Do you have any favorite uh, Christmas horrors? Are there any that, like, or Christmas movies in general? I know it's not a super easy time for you. But... Yeah, it's like a rough, I don't know, like, uh, I always enjoy The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's like... Despite it getting very weirdly commercialized, it mm-hmm. still continues to hold a pretty special place. But it's also, like, a Halloween movie, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been, like, a Christmas movie person. Like, I know mm-hmm. some people watch, like, It's a Wonderful Life, or A Christmas Story, mm-hmm. or whatever around the holidays. But mm-hmm. I've never really had a film like that. I've never yeah. really had a collection of those sorts of films. Like, they're just not really my kind of movie and it's I don't know I, I don't really have one I guess yeah and that's... I'm, I'm not enough of a, a bro to say die hard <laughs> it's like it's like a narrow margin but I'm just I'm just, just under the line I'm just under the line <laughs> to say die hard it's a good movie for sure though. yeah uh, it's funny that you say that because I don't have like a favorite Christmas movie there's not one that I'm like if I don't watch this my Christmas is ruined but I will say for the last three or maybe four years, mm-hmm. I've watched Better Watch Out around <laughs> Christmas. I watched it on Christmas last year. This was a hard movie. I, like, I'm going to have a challenging time coming back and watching through it again. Yeah. Because just the first watch was rough. Yeah. Like, it's it's tense. It, it nails tension. It does yes. a very good job. Yes. 
portraying this very uncomfortable atmosphere. Yeah, I guess we can go ahead and jump into that if you like. I think like. it's probably about time. I think yeah. we've, we've, we've spent our four seconds talking about Christmas horror movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, something better watch out, because it's worth talking about. Absolutely. Um, so I can kind of give you the pitch, since this was my oh, recommendation. Um, this is a movie about a young psychopath who wants to have sex with his babysitter, who is about to move away for college. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a plan to make that happen, and uh, it keeps getting worse and worse. Yep. Uh, he's, he's roped his best friend into it, who he is continuing to manipulate, and it's, uh, it's, it's incredibly uncomfortable, and yeah. it just uh, moves very... It, 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 it accelerates at a rate that gets... Mm-hmm jarring absolutely and i so before i i have here i am to talk about class again um a big so upper class (laughs) oh well he's very upper class but i think it's very interesting that from the beginning of this movie uh his friend garrett is sort of painted as like the fuck up as a bad influence as the one who's doing the bad things but the way that he's coded is more poor. Yeah, he is. He, yeah. He's, I think he's still probably pretty clearly fucking upper class. Mm-hmm. But, like, middle upper, I guess. Yeah. He, it, it definitely seems like he's, like, just, he doesn't dress as well. He's mm-hmm. not groomed as well. Yeah. He seems, he seems very comfortable in the, their mansion that they're, uh, that yeah. they place in, but. But he seems very <clears throat> uncomfortable with the idea of going home. It, it's yeah. something that I was kind of noticing. Um... On my fucking fifth watch through or whatever. <laughs> and, um, and so I think it's very interesting later in the movie when he's like, uh, Luke, our main character, is like... Is Luke our main character? The, I, I mean, like, I think that an argument can be made for yes. Yeah. Even though he is our villain. I mean, I think that Luke is a main character mm. the same way that Freddy Krueger is a main character. I agree. I and just, I guess we were talking about near the end of the film, mm-hmm. it really frames him like a little Kevin McAllister mm-hmm. type. Like, even after he's done a lot of very bad things, it's just like, oh, here's a little a little farcical thing as he's trying to sneak back into his room. Yeah. Like, it's uh, the movie plays it that way, musically mm-hmm. and the way it filmed him. Yeah, it has a really interesting tone. They do, I think this movie does a lot with tone. Yes, it does. It does a lot with trope. And it actually has, like, some very interesting camera work yeah. in it. Um, I feel like I noticed a little bit less since it was my first watch mm-hmm. through. I did call out one shot I thought was really cool, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess we can talk about when we get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this sor- the movie sort of opens up on uh, idyllic suburban holiday. White, yeah. Ha- happy, happy white neighborhood. There's kids playing in the street. It's snowing. Yeah, there's not a person of color in this film. Uh, uh, yikes, there isn't, is there? No, there is not a single person of color in this film. Um, maybe one of the paramedics at the end. Um, and you see Ashley, our titular babysitter, mm-hmm. uh, driving over to Luke's house and talking with her mom about how she's going to be leaving. And like, yes, I wanted to do that, but I couldn't uh, leave without saying goodbye to Luke. Yeah. Uh, they asked me last minute and I had to do it. Um, and then it shoots over to Luke and his friend Garrett. Garrett uh, is playing the forest. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's on screen for like less than two seconds. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the forest. <laughs> he, chucks a, he chucks a Molotov cocktail out a cannibal. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was enough. I could tell. <laughs> Pay the forest the dudes you owe them. You better watch out. And, um, and Luke is reading an article about how if you want to sleep with a girl, you should make her watch a horror movie and it seemed very much like a uh he's also having an argument with garrett about the lethality of the traps from home alone Mm -hmm. specifically the paint bucket trap Mm -hmm. and there's a couple besides the obvious home alone references that they're making in this Mm -hmm. movie um there is a glaring fucking um black christmas uh basically the cover Mm -hmm. of the original black christmas is in this later on um, they're definitely doing doing some some tropes. They're doing a lot of characterization of the family as well. Like, oh yeah, the mom is kind of insufferable. Like, the mom, I mean, the mom is meant to be like the Scrooge character, but also it 
I, this is my another argument for me saying that Luke is our main character mm-hmm. because a big spoiler everything that's gonna happen is because his mom stopped holding him <laughs> uh, well he says it's that I think it's because he's a real piece of shit but oh yeah well in his mind nothing is his fault and so oh yeah he's a narcissistic sociopath yes for sure like and and this is this isn't me like making a a, a judging statement. He is coded as this 100% mm-hmm. by his language, by his just everything. Behaviors. By his behaviors. It's like, oh, he killed his he killed his friend's pet on purpose. Yeah. Oh, he, like, when he is betrayed by his friend, why did you make me do this? That's like, yeah. that's like textbook narcissist line. Oh, yeah. Everything that he says is like, oh, you're making me do this. You're making me do this. But the movie doesn't show him, like, it's be- it, it hints out at the beginning he's got a plan to get his babysitter in bed, but when things start actually happening, mm. she shows up at the house, we get to hang out with her dad, who's the best character, and is only on screen for, like, four minutes. I'm so sad because he's so funny. And, like, they had, they chose the actors who played the mom and the dad for a reason. Hmm. They have this great, like, comedic presence together. Oh, they're so good. Um, but I, I, the criticism I've heard for this movie is it doesn't feel like it fits in the rest of the film. I don't agree with that at all. I, I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, this makes it seem like a, a sort of a Christmas comedy. Mm-hmm. And that is how it's setting it up. Yeah. It's how it's setting the film up. It wants you to think, and the original trailer for this made it look like a horror comedy. Like mm-hmm. a Jack Frost or like a more comedic Black Christmas. Yeah, not like a not like a B movie, but mm-hmm. like a, a way funnier movie. Mm-hmm. And this is not a funny movie. No. The, there's, uh, there's a few moments where the dad's on screen and he's great. And then everything is very bad for a while. Yeah. There's one scene between the mom and the dad uh, that I want to bring up because this is the Spooky and Gay podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I originally watched this movie because it was listed on Shudder under their LGBT horror film section. Okay. Uh, And that is still... Not a good number. That's a bad identification. Yeah, and I don't understand why it would be put there. Because the, like, the mom makes a bunch of homophobic statements towards her husband. The first thing uh, that gets said to someone in a, like, the first line of this movie is a little girl calling a guy a cocksucker. Like. After he bashes a snowman's head off with a baseball bat, which, like. I've swung a katana at a snowman. Mm-hmm. Those fuckers are hard. They're basically just ice statues. <laughs> I can't imagine that that little aluminum bat went through it so easily. It must have been so fresh. Um, and so there's a lot of like... And please do judge me for saying that I swung a katana at a snowman before. <laughs> I deserve your judgment. Uh, all of the references to queerness in this are really... Negative. They're incredibly negative. So, like, to have it under the LGBT section feels really odd to me. I, I, I think it's insulting. But I'm pretty sure, and I may be wrong, but I have watched things with the curator of Shudder, the person who puts everything in the categories. It's, like, mm-hmm. his job to do those things. And he reads to me as a homosexual man. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Even, like, I was like, well, maybe they're saying that Luke is gay. I don't, like, if anybody, I think Garrett would be the most queer-coded character. Mm-hmm. But, once again, not in a very good way. Mm-mm. In a very similar way to how the new Beauty and the Beast had LeFo as a queer mm-hmm. character. A character whose name is literally The Fool, and who just kind of gives Gaston, like, a, huh, a glance yeah. for a second. It's like, I'm not gonna put the new Beauty and the Beast as, a like, a, a celebrating queer. LGBTQ film. No. And like, so you've watched uh, All Cheerleaders Die with me now. Yes. It's in the same category with All Cheerleaders Die and Knife Plus Heart. Mm-hmm. And that just That's, doesn't make any sense It does not me. even close to match the tone. No. Not even close. Or like the representation or any of that. There's not representation. No. Like, the husband wants to put a couple more ornaments in the tree and his wife asks, did you ever suck a cock? Are you sure? You didn't have a special friend in college. He's like... He uses the term metrosexual. He, he says some sort of weird... 
like materiosexual or something. Uh-huh. He, he like messes up the word, and then she calls him out on that too. Yeah, because that's her character. Yeah, I um, mean, her whole thing in this is being like sort of bitchy. Yeah, is is being too controlling and mm. uh, too overbearing. Is like yeah, that's her thing. So like, it's I don't know. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, and Luke's character the whole time is like trying to sleep with his babysitter. Yes. Um. And I, the more that I try and force it, I can make a queer narrative work for Luke, but it's not a flattering one. It's like uh, the queer narrative you get with uh, Norman Bates in Psycho. Yeah, no, I I don't want to push a queer narrative on this. I I don't want to see a queer narrative in this because it's not, it's definitely not positive. So, uh, (laughs) Garrett gets kicked out of the house uh, by the parents and they leave them... And Luke is just like, I don't know, he, he, he seems like he's trying to be a good kid and he gets super creepy super fast. He like breaks a bottle of champagne open and is drinking it and she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then like she goes to dump it. She's having arguments on the phone with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Luke, is then like... I won't tell if you don't tell. Because she takes like a little sip because she's having a really rough time. Yeah. Her babysitting ward has been drinking. <laughs> like her boyfriend is being crazy. Her phone's been blowing up all night. She's moving in a, like two days. Like yeah. she's just like, everything is nuts for this girl. And he catches her take a tiny sip of champagne. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, gonna get you in trouble. It's like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Luke. I hate you. Yeah, he's bad. Uh, and so they continue to, to... They're like, we'll drink this together. Yeah, they uh, put on a horror film. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's a good foreshadowing in the, full, in the horror Yes. Film. So they're watching the horror film. Uh, he puts his hand on her lap, and she moves it. Mm-hmm. Like, leans his head on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he's just like... He says a couple of really, like, nice guy things. You're like, oh, why do you always date assholes? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man. Like he didn't get, he didn't have to. And he's just sitting here looking like a young Republican. Like yeah. it's just like, oh, he's very bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Most of my notes are this kid is so fucked up. He's very bad. Uh, and like, like something happens in the horror movie, and uh, like a pizza gets delivered. I don't really understand the pizza. That's I the think one thing he that called it. I okay. think it was like to get her spooked more. Okay, that's like. It really fixated on not showing us the pizza delivery guy and making him creepy. Yeah, we get a couple of empty phone calls and phone Mm -hmm. calls saying I can see you, which are obvious nods to just the slasher genre in general, but ones that have specifically taken place on the holiday. Um, I I would say this movie wouldn't be, for me, as Mm. enjoyable if it wasn't a holiday movie. Oh, God, God, no. This is great as a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like, they're able to really dress the set by playing Christmas music a lot Mm. through it. It's Carolers, like... Yeah. uh, There's a gag with a Santa Claus that pops up in a window and stuff. Yeah, it's... it's, And uh, she ends up being tied up with Christmas lights, Mm. which is always fun for family. Yeah. At some point during the movie, he starts just trying to kiss her yeah really hard and she's like literally pushing him off while he's still trying to kiss her and he's like why and instead of like i i think the whatever i'm I'm not gonna judge her for what she went for she says it's it's inappropriate yeah this is incredibly inappropriate you're drunk no yeah and i think that also has to do with like be Women are taught to give the least confrontational answer. And so instead of saying, you're a child. Or I don't want to, which feels like the most powerful line here. Yeah. uh, She has to say it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate because I... And even then, it's inappropriate because she has power over him. Yes. So she thinks... I mean, she does. Uh, At this point. But everything in the going forward is going Mm -hmm. to change that dynamic. But you know what? Ashley is a really good final girl. She's a really yeah, good character. She's awesome. She is never not do. She's never not formulating an idea of how to get out. Yeah, of there. she is well developed. She is goal oriented. She mm-hmm. is very capable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett shows back up. He just kind of shows back up. That like the doorbell rings and she's yeah. freaked out. It's uh, it's nobody. And then Garrett like spooks him yeah and then and then shit starts like going wrong like a a brick flies through the upstairs windows as you leave you die garrett Mm -hmm. runs out the back 
and like falls over as like he gets like it it, it looks like he fucking popped a squid like it, it, <laughs> it looks like he's he's faking this it's like yeah okay and then they're like there's an invader in the house and they they get the gun and and they're 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 running around and they go up into the attic which is like you were screaming don't go mm-hmm. up into the attic when you're watching the horror film yeah and, like uh they, they run around for a while until they're in the closet and they're so scared they have the gun and it's fucking Garrett Garrett's the intruder and it's so goddamn obvious and she yeah. just she figures it out oh, and she's and so fucking mad yeah the way she dresses them down I feel like is so good and it I think it's one of the things that really frustrates Luke's character is it's very like authoritative mother like you're in so much trouble you've done such a bad thing even at this point if they would have fucking let it go they probably wouldn't have even actually gotten in trouble Mm -hmm. they probably would have gotten a talking to yeah for sure I mean like they probably would have been able to like hang out again but like yeah they would have survived yes but um it's it's going down the drains and Mm -hmm. what does he like um, so she's... Oh, yeah, yeah, she's, like, going down the stairs to call her parents. And, uh, he goes, hey, Ashley, and she looks around, and he pistol whips her. I thought he slapped her. Was he it had the pistol? gun in his okay. hand. Okay, yeah, that's a pistol whip. Yeah. Uh, she goes down the stairs. Yes, and this is one, it's a little bit before the camera angle I know that you wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. but we come to in this scene, uh, and you hear... Garrett and Luke like having a good time and mm-hmm. Garrett's like riding a scooter on the house and they're like chatting about yeah. uh what they've done basically. Oh, they're chatting about FMK, the uh adventure uh oh, adventure yeah. time fuck, girls. Fuck Mary Kill the... And they only talk about Princess Bubblegum, which like yeah. are the other two Marceline Flame Princess, is Breakfast Princess in here somewhere? What about <laughs> Huntress? Uh, no. Huntress Wizard, uh, Ice Queen, like, I don't even know who mm-hmm. the three are. Yeah. Like, come on, they don't even go beyond Princess Bubblegum, which I don't really want to hear these 12-year-olds. Exactly, it's really, yeah. it's really gross. It's really gross. Oh, yeah, they're, they're very nasty about yeah, it. Yeah. They're, 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 very, they're very nasty 12-year-old boys. Yes, but as um, you, the scene starts to come to, it starts with a black screen, and then it gets, like, foggy Fuzzy, as yeah. uh, she's coming back, and I feel like this is sort of a point where it changes... From Luke's perspective to Ashley's perspective. Yeah. Um, it sort of switches as him feeling like the main character to her feeling like the main character. Yeah. And she is duct taped to a chair. Mm-hmm. And once again, like, when she has a chance to talk to them, she goes right back to down, down to dressing down. She's mm-hmm. like, I have a concussion. I need to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. You need to untie me from this chair so I can mm-hmm. get medical treatment. And you also find out here that um, Luke has given Garrett... Oxy. Oxy. He's having a great time. Yeah. He's real out of it. I also think this is, like, another thing that Luke has planned ahead of time. Is to get Garrett more pliant. Yeah. Because Oxy is going to get Garrett more willing to do this, and it's also going to make him feel more worried about if they get caught. If we get caught, not only have I seen these things, but I've I've also done this. Yeah. Uh, um, Luke has done a lot of planning for this. Yes. It's always it's very frustrating to see any of his plans come together. Yes. Because he's very smarmy. I want to give this actor so fucking much credit mm-hmm. for what he's done here. He has played this character to a T. As he does these evil things, he dances around. He's just great. He's gleeful yeah. in these awful things that he's doing. Um, there's a bit of a conversation here. They play, uh, they force Ashley to play Truth or Dare. Uh, and, and it he, sucks. Yeah. I hate this. Like, this this scene was so rough. Like, my note here is, am I going to watch a rape? Like, I mean... It's moving in that direction. It definitely is. And it's clear that that is his plan. Uh, he talks about... Uh, he's, like, alluding to roofies and says it's crazy what you can get on the playgrounds these days. Yeah. And uh, they keep saying, don't worry, she's not going to remember any of this. Like... Yeah. Uh, so fucked up. Um... But uh, she's able to turn them against each other. Yes. Uh, when it's finally her turn to tr- truth or dare uh, Luke, uh, she asks, does Garrett know that you killed his hamster? Mm-hmm. Uh, which Garrett gets pretty upset about, but doesn't do anything about because he's kind of a little uh, little turdlet. He just, uh, I mean, this is sort of the way that I can see the queer narrative fr- with Garrett mm-hmm. is that 
he like has a certain feelings for his friend yeah. maybe I don't know I I just don't like that that's as much as mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. but I can also just see him being like oh he's my best friend I gotta yeah. do what he wants me to do because Luke is incredibly controlling yeah and manipulative um and again this actor really do, doing his yep. doing his good work here so she's eroding at that trust mm-hmm. um I want to bring up at this point a little uh talking a little bit about duct tape because <laughs> this movie makes liberal use of it yeah. When I was but a lad, uh, my sister and I would, you know, play games together. In uh, in one game, I, I believe I asked her to do this before mm-hmm. anybody freaks out about it. But uh, I had her uh, duct tape me up, hands together, feet together, over the mouth, and put me in my closet. <laughs> and it took me about twenty minutes to get out, <laughs> fully, fully getting myself out of it. Like not even a big deal. Like, uh, I was able to, like, wet the duct tape around my mouth. Just, like, open my mouth, get it wet, get it off pretty easily. And at that point, I could just uh, effectively chew the duct tape off of my hands. Mm -hmm. My hands were free. It was easy to rip it off your legs. Also, you sweat through the adhesive of duct tape if it's in your bare skin so fast. Mm -hmm. There was a couple times where we just, like, in high school, where we just covered my hand in tape and made, like, a big, like, claw thing out of it. Because, you know. Yeah. That's what she did. Right. And it's just like, okay, it's like it's like sticky and nasty, but in, in an hour, I can just slip the sucker off my hand so easily. Duct tape is not effective for tying people up with. I mean, she is tied to the chair with it, but I think eventually she could just slip out of it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The, the, legs, the legs being tied are a different thing, but mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be comfortable to get it out of your pants. Yeah. To get it... If you're gonna tie someone up, don't use duct tape. Yep. That's just that's that's my gorilla tape. No better. One of the gloves we made was out of gorilla tape. It took me exactly as long as it did to sweat through the gorilla tape as it did the duct tape. I do want to tangent off that for a moment and just say the life skills that siblings teach each other. Right. Uh, my sister and I used to practice driving away and then running and jumping into a moving vehicle. Oh, that's so sick. <laughs> and uh, we did that so often that one time she and I got in a fight and she tried to drive away mid-sentence and stopped talking to me and I ran after <laughs> her and opened her passenger door like, and jumped in the car. Like the fucking T-1000. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. But yeah, uh, things are accelerating and... You can tell that Garrett is starting to get uncomfortable, too. He's like, I thought we were just going to scare her. Uh-huh. Like, this Garrett, is going Garrett too far. Garrett has not been let in on the plan. And I think this is the point where her boyfriend shows up. Yes. And, uh... He... This is also, like... Luke acting like... What are you doing here? She doesn't want to see you. She doesn't want to see you. She said that she doesn't love you anymore. He's just... Awful. He's yeah. so bad and just like he just plays all of the new characters that come into mm-hmm. it and it just sucks to watch because they just fall for it every time yeah um and so ricky her current boyfriend mm-hmm. is um trying to find her he feels bad about the fight they've gotten into um he's brought flowers and they like try and get him not to look for ashley he by forces saying, his way into the house yeah. because um, uh, like I want to say it's because Luke is dumb, but Luke has claimed to have planned everything that happens. Which yeah, I, well, Luke texted him to come over, so it, he exactly. wanted it in the house. But like I don't know, I feel like one of the reasons this movie works so well is because everything can go wrong, and Luke will still say it's going to mm. according to plan because he's so like overconfident. Yes, overconfidence really defines him, and it makes this feel more natural. Mm-hmm. It feels like. Every, everything in here, everything that happens in this movie is really bad and terrible, but it also feels like something things that in, could actually kind of happen, which like is a mess up kid so would do. So bad. Mm-hmm. He gets into the house and they, he, like the kids have said that she has diarrhea, that and she has mis- cramping. Like they're they're doing a terrible job, and he, they get him to go upstairs, and Luke conks him on the head of the baseball bat, mm-hmm. which and he starts dancing gleefully yes. after it but he's not out yeah he gets up and he's just about to fucking like Fuck this kid up yeah I and mean, like luke stabs him in the face with the pencil used mm-hmm. to like make sure he doesn't leave by like balancing it on the doorknob mm-hmm. and he's just like he has the baseball bat 
Luke has attacked him enough mm-hmm. to where this is very justified for mm-hmm. him, like, putting this kid out. Yeah. So he can successfully defend himself, and then Garrett shows up with a shotgun. Yeah. And as Garrett is pointing the shotgun at Ricky to try and, like, help Luke, Luke comes up behind him and just gleefully, like, beans him in the back of the head with a baseball bat. Beans Ricky, that is. Yes. Uh, so now they're both... Uh, duct taped up in time yeah. in the kitchen and things are just accelerating right i do want bad yes there's one part in this that i've missed a bunch of times watching this i think it's the first time i've noticed mm-hmm. but the character development between ricky and ashley's relationship oh man uh in this is like yeah really good when ricky's like the kid's right you got a future ahead of you i don't either way i'm happy for you and i'm proud of you fucking right and it's and ricky and she's like, he may seem like an asshole, but there's a really sweet part, part of, of him, him that you you don't know about. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's really excellent seeing that. Um, mm-hmm. And then then they kill him. Yeah, which sucks. Uh, yeah. Garrett doesn't really get what's happening. I think he's redosed at this point. Yeah. Um, they're they're gonna roofie him, and uh, Ashley knocks the the roofie juice out of his hands and it mm. shatters on the floor. Yeah. Like one thing that's about this is Luke is meticulous about cleaning up after mm-hmm. himself. Like, all of these things happen. Like, Ricky pisses himself in this chair. Mm-hmm. And, like, Luke is furious because he's, like... Yeah. He's got to clean it immediately. Yeah. So, like, Ashley acquired a piece of glass at one mm-hmm. point when she knocked her chair over when she was trying to get Ricky to come in. Mm-hmm. And she picked up a piece of uh, glass. And this is where the really cool shot comes mm-hmm. in where it's... Uh, it has her straight up in the shot while she's on the mm-hmm. ground, and it just matches the rotation mm-hmm. as they pick her back up and put her upright, mm-hmm. which I thought that was really cool. But yeah, she's been trying to cut herself free as uh, Luke has been figuring these things out, and they've dragged him into an uh, area of the hallway right under the stairs mm-hmm. where they're going to try and swing a paint can on a rope mm-hmm. to see what will happen. Yeah. Well, Luke is doing this. Garrett doesn't know what's going on. He's smoking mm-hmm. weed. Yeah. And because he's smoking weed in the house, Luke is all mad about it. Luke is trying to get the weed into Ricky's system, even though he says he doesn't smoke and he doesn't want it. Yeah. Um, and so he... And again, uh, Luke is trying to blame what he's about to do to Ricky on, on, on Garrett for smoking weed in the house. God, like... Oh, this is, this is also right after... They're trying to call her ex, mm-hmm. and uh, God, Luke is pointing the gun like directly at her, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Talk to him, or I will kill you." And and she's like, "I will knock anybody else roped into this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and shoot me." And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, powerful girl. Yeah, don't give him what he wants." Yeah. Um, but he finds a way to get a hold of her ex, Jeremy, and text him, and he'll be over eventually. Yes. But, uh, yeah, they're, uh, he swings a paint can. Garrett's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's not do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ashley breaks free. She mm-hmm. finally cuts the rest of the uh, of the duct tape off where she's been doing a great job mm-hmm. concealing where she cut herself on mm-hmm. this, like the blood trail going down. Uh, she still has a chair on one arm. She grabs the gun, which Luke put down earlier. She goes into the hallway and she tells him to put down the paint can because she's going to, or else she'll shoot him. And he swings it, and it Mm -hmm. just impacts Ricky's head, and it's just a really rough scene of Garrett standing right next to him. He could have killed Garrett, but Garrett Mm -hmm. is just drenched in blood and yellow paint, which is just everywhere. This is a really visceral scene, Mm -hmm. very wet. Yeah. And it just went everywhere. This paint Mm -hmm. is so goopy. Yeah. And it's such a great texture that just adds to this scene. And the yellow paint is like a part of the story for the rest of it. Like yeah. Everybody's got yellow paint on them. For mm-hmm. The rest of Garrett is covered in it. There's paint on the floor. There's paint on every murder yeah. weapon. Uh, Luke even says later, like, you need to get this paint off you. You look like a fucking hot dog, man. Um, like, joyfully. As, yeah. as, as he's Garrett is traumatized by all of this. And right. I'm just like, I'm just like, my, my note at this point is shoot him. Uh, but of course yeah. you can't. The gun's not loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she runs. Yeah. Uh, and Garrett chases her, and he. this is, like, maybe the second or third time where he's just pleading with her not to go. Yeah. He's so scared he's going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, and this feels also really authentic. Yeah. It really feels like a kid who's so scared of getting in trouble mm-hmm. that he's doing something terrible. And she kind of kicks his ass. Yeah. Which, fucking good. She almost makes it. 
Yeah, it's weird because it like really fixates on the fact that she knocks his glasses off and mm-hmm. steps on him. Mm-hmm. It does not come back up later. He just doesn't have his glasses mm-hmm. on. Um, but, yeah, she makes it almost to a, bit, uh, a band of carolers and gets hit in the head with the, the same brick from earlier, mm-hmm. which I'm amazed that didn't fucking like. Killer. Yeah, it, it breaks the brick in half. Must yeah. been a really shitty brick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... She's back in the house, tied up with the Christmas lights. Of course, because that's classic for mm-hmm. Christmas horror. And Garrett is, like, face down. Next to her. He doesn't want to hear anything about her. He's so, he's so like, hungover and... Done. He's defeated. scared about the future, yeah. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't have the same confidence that Luke has about this. Who's been, like, handling, handing out cocoa to the carolers so uh-huh. joyously with a corpse eight feet behind mm-hmm. him. And, uh... Which, man, that, like, here's just another thing about horror movies. Damn, people can't smell shit. Yep. <laughs> Eight feet into that house is paint and corpse. It smells so bad. Yeah. And, uh... When he comes back in, he's being super weird towards Ashley again. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, touching her face, and he lean. She, like, pretends to like it. And he, like, leans in... And she fucking knees him in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, And I think Jeremy arrives. And Jeremy arrives at this point. And so... uh, Man, he looks like a douchebag, but I like him so much. Yeah, he's played by uh, the douchebag from Stranger Things, the shitty older brother that everyone has the hots for. Yeah. Um, And Luke hands him a notebook saying... He, He makes him go into the backyard. Yeah. Sit on the swing we saw swinging earlier. Sinisterly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like they, they made that swing look really sinister. Have him write an apology to Ashley, and when he's doing it, he flings a noose around his neck and hangs mm-hmm. him with a tractor mm-hmm. with a like riding mower, I yeah. guess, just like yanks him up with it. Jeremy's in the story for a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. He's dead. There's a he kicks a cat and the cat purrs when he's dead. I liked that. I thought yeah. that was fun. <laughs> um, and while that's happening inside. Uh, Garrett, or Ashley is trying to win Garrett over. He's, like, crying. He's upset about it. She, like, reaches out and holds his hand, wins him over. That and bit he... of human contact was so important. Yes. Just, like, right there. Because he's so scared he's not going to see his mom again. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He's, uh, he's worried that they're going to go to jail forever. He doesn't think that Luke has this mm-hmm. like Luke does. Yeah. And uh, he, earlier in it, uh, when they were playing uh, Truth or Dare, Garrett's like, dare dare me to touch her. And Luke is like, no. that's my babysitter. You don't fucking you don't touch, to touch her. her. Yeah. And while when Luke is coming back inside, you see Garrett give Ashley a little kiss. Well, he's cutting her free. He's cutting her free, but that's not what Luke uh, sees. Yeah, he sees Luke's... a little kiss on the, on the cheek. Yes. Which is creepy. And Ashley's like, oh, fucking really. Yeah, but she's doing what she can to get out of there. Yep. And uh, Luke shoots Garrett with, with a shotgun. shotgun. He goes fucking flying. And he just screams, why'd you make me do that? I told you not to fucking touch Look her. Look what you made me do to you. And, and uh, it's just, it's so foul. And he's, he's losing it. His voice is cracking at this point mm-hmm. in a way that it has not through the rest of it. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's a real loss of control for him. And it's really spectacular acting for this, this kid. I wanted him to die so much. I thought, I think Garrett is also, I know we're talking a lot about Luke. I think Garrett also does. Yes, Garrett does an admirable job. Like, he doesn't have as much to do. But I think that his character depth is, like, more human. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a more human of the villains. Yes, and so he does a really good job of portraying that. And when he's sitting there and he's like, I'm dying. And Luke decides to shoot him in the head, and the last thing... Well, he well he starts screaming, help! Yeah. Which is, I think, what makes Luke des- mm-hmm. describe, decide to do it. And, and yeah. It... He starts screaming, help, and as Luke aims the gun at his head, uh, Garrett says, I want my mom, and he doesn't get... He doesn't even get to finish that. Luke blasts him in the face with the mm-hmm. shotgun. Yeah. And it's... And he loses it. What a, what a line to go out on. Yeah, yeah he starts, he throws a, Luke throws a fucking fit. Mm-hmm. Which, like, is so undercuts the potency mm-hmm. of that line. Mm-hmm. Like, that, oh, I'm talking about it, I'm, like, tearing up yeah. a bit. That was so hard. That was yeah. so hard. This entire movie is this hard. Mm-hmm. And then Luke 
pulls a chair up beside the one Ashley's in and he puts his head on her shoulder Mm -hmm. like they had earlier when they were watching the movie and he tells a story about how when he was little his mom would hold him in her in her lap and he felt so safe and then she stopped doing that I wonder why she stopped and she says I know why she stopped and then doesn't say anything. She closes her eyes and she does not listen to him. She does not say anything. She does not move. He's demanding that she open her eyes. She's just demanding that she pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. And he goes behind her. He pulls out a knife. And he stabs her in the neck. And from here, he starts joyously. He's going out to the body that's hanging in the backyard and pressing all the weapons into the hand. Yeah, and he's, he's got the suicide note written under, underneath, which is the apology. He mm-hmm. had him write mm-hmm. his own hand. He's cleaning things up. He's getting ready to, to get into bed. He gets there. He goes, oh shit, the pencil. And he goes mm-hmm. and he finds a new pencil and he mm-hmm. puts it in his cheek and dumps it into mm-hmm. the into the, uh, into the paint and mm-hmm. Like, he's checking his... He's, like, getting the phones plugged back in. Mm-hmm. He gets, uh... He's checking his phone for the, his parents' distance. Mm-hmm. And he's dancing. Christmas music is playing. Yeah, it's, like... It's it, it's playing it like a... It's playing it like he's the main character. And he's, like, just a little scamp. He's positive he's gotten away with it. Yeah, and he, uh... He has, for, for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's, he's done a pretty good job. There's some, like, discrepancies. Like, Ashley's time of death is gonna be pretty weird coming... After the time of death of the guy who allegedly stabbed her in the neck mm-hmm. um, and then hung himself, but uh, he can't get the pencil to, 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 to balance on his ding dang doorknob. I mm-hmm. guess if he would have had an accomplice, he could have gotten away with that, but he mm-hmm. killed his best friend. So he like sneaks out onto the roof, and his parents are pulling up, and his mom is still being kind of a turd, and his dad's calling her friends cunts, which is very funny. <laughs> uh, and he, like, knocked over the reindeer. He's putting them back up. And he sneaks into his room, and he gets in there at the last second, and he gets everything set up uh, right in time for him to enter the house and hear his mom scream. Mm-hmm. And then we have a fade-out. The cops are there, and she's holding him in his lap. Mm-hmm. Exactly like he wanted. And he wakes up, and he's like, well, what's happening? And she's just so happy that he's there, and he's safe. And you hear from downstairs, we got a live one! And his face just breaks. He does a good job holding his shit in, mm-hmm. but his facial expression is mm-hmm. gone. And he looks out the window, and they see uh, they he sees the paramedics rolling someone up, and they said, "Stabbed her in the neck," but it sounds like she managed to put duct tape on it. Mm-hmm. And she fucking without opening her eyes, and she's getting loaded into the stretcher, raises her arm and flips him off. Yeah. Gets it back on. She gets loaded in. Mm-hmm. And we're just treated to him looking through the window with his mom holding him mm-hmm. as Christmas music plays. And yeah. And credits. Yeah. And though you don't see it, you know he's going to fucking get what's coming to him. Which, like, I was ready for this movie to let him get away with it. Mm-hmm. And just be just a really hard, hard mm-hmm. movie where the killer absolutely gets everything yeah. he wants. Yeah. Except to sleep in his babysitter, which is good. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't, there didn't need to be more. They, they didn't need to do that. Yep. I think that would have made this a worse movie, honestly. Yes. It I, didn't like, need it. I think this movie nailed it in mm-hmm. so many ways. Yeah. The acting is great. I, I couldn't, I, I, like, I understand I'd probably need a year before I could watch this movie again yeah. just because it's so tense and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But shit, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. They absolutely nailed it. It's so good. I can imagine they didn't have a great budget either. This is it doesn't seem super high budget. The house itself is like great. Yeah, it's a really nice house. They've got a lot of props, mm-hmm. but I don't. It's basically one set. Yeah, it's one set, five actors, mm-hmm. a couple of props. Yeah, no big effects. They don't show any of the deaths. Yeah, they, they probably created a body for uh, Ricky. Yeah. After he was dead. But, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing... I mean, they just threw paint on Garrett. Yeah. This movie kicked my ass. It was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was not expecting it to be what it was. I definitely saw the trailer for it, and I was like, ah, another Christmas horror movie. I don't need to watch it. It's not, though. Yeah, it's, it's really not. It's not another Christmas horror movie. It's, it's very subversive. Mm-hmm. It does a great job playing in the space of the tropes. Mm-hmm. And... Just mm-hmm. making you feel like you want this kid to get beat up and shot. Yeah. 
it's like I haven't seen this young actor in anything else, which is a pity because he does such a good job. He's but amazing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's because he did such a good job in this, and people <laughs> are like, I don't want to work with that asshole. <laughs> like, uh, I saw a picture of him when I was looking at the cast of this, mm-hmm. and uh, he looks like a very awkward teenager <laughs> now. Like, uh, I, I can imagine. He did great. He did an yeah. amazing job. Everyone in this movie did a really good job portraying their roles. Mm-hmm. Even from the, the very small part characters of the parents and uh, Jeremy was either ex. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just... It was great. Uh, it was cool that our villain was just in himself, like, unapologetically. He was mm-hmm. That was what he was. He was like, oh, you know, you've slept around so much. And she's like, no, I haven't. Yeah. Like, they have so much, like, the seeing the older characters have more of a respect for what mm-hmm. sex is and what it means. Yeah. And just having the, the the children not get it and be creepy and, like, nice guy. Yeah. And all that. They, oh, wow, he is an awkward teenager. Like, also, he played Peter Pan. In, uh, like, the sci-fi Peter Pan movie. Crazy. Oh, I saw that movie. <laughs> they had that weird We Will Rock You thing that went yeah. on. Man, that was really cringy. Yeah. He's been in He's been in a, a couple of things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he nailed this more than mm-hmm. that Peter Pan role, from what I remember. Yeah. That's, he had more to work with here. Mm-hmm. This is great material. Oh, yeah. I can see not wanting to pass a movie like this up. Oh, yeah. So, um... That was Better Watch Out. That was and Better Watch Out. You'd better watch out. Yeah. This, one, this one's worth a watch. Yeah, absolutely. If you can, if you can get through the, the really challenging parts of it, which is most of the movie, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and if you like this movie, uh, you might enjoy our recommendations that we have for this week. Carla, yeah. why don't you... Uh, why don't you uh, crank one out for us? <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend The Orphan. Um, it is a movie about a family who has recently lost a child and as a way to sort of save their marriage and their family because they both blame each other or they both blame one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it like opens on her like giving birth to like having a nightmare about giving birth to a stillborn baby and uh, they have two children already and they go to an orphanage to uh, adopt a child Mm -hmm. and there is a girl who has like a Russian accent and wears a ribbon around her neck and um, like is doing a classical painting Mm -hmm. and things like that and they're like oh she's older um, they like try and like, don't you want to have a younger child like the orphanage thing? And they're like, oh, we're going to take her. And then it's just things are weird and you think it's going to be like a bad seed situation. Uh, and I don't want to ruin the ending, but it's, it's got a thing that happens. That it does. It's got a thing that happens. If you haven't seen Orphan, you should definitely watch it. It's hard to go in blind at this point because everyone knows what happened, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to recommend another babysitter movie that also made me deeply personally uncomfortable. <laughs> Actually tops this one. If you want to watch a movie that's like this one but not quite as good uh, and mm. way more uncomfortable, uh, then I'm going to recommend the movie Emily, E-M-E-L-I-E, uh, Boy, howdy. Uh, This film is rough. Uh, Mm. There are a couple of kids, uh, and the parents have hired a babysitter. Uh, However, the babysitter was waylaid by this other woman who is posing as them. They haven't met the babysitter before, so they don't know that this girl is not who she claims Mm. to be. Um, The parents set all sorts of restrictions, and the babysitter is pretty early on just flaunting those. They're letting Mm. the kids eat entire sleeves of cookies and just letting them play video games, do kind of whatever they want to... Um, and things just get worse and worse, and they accelerate in much much a way this does. There's some very uncomfortable things going on as we gradually learn uh, our motivation of mm-hmm. our uh, of our antagonist for this film. Yeah, it is uh, it is as I said, deeply uncomfortable. This mm-hmm. is not a fun watch. Yeah, this is not a fun watch. 
Yes. Unlike the movie that we're going to watch next week. <laughs> next week is Jay's Toys, and we are watching... Ooh, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Nice. I am so excited for this. I am going to rescue Gremlins <laughs> from Carver's... Mis- mis- misapprehensions about it. You <laughs> you don't know Gremlins until we've enjoyed the new batch. I'll be honest. I thought this is what we were going to be doing last week, and I watched the trailer for it, and it made me very excited to watch this movie. Oh, so it's I'm so ready. fun! It's a cartoon. Hell it's a cartoon yes. in film form, and uh, it's so important. Well, let's it's do it. So important. I'm ready to see that weird, sexy lady gremlin. Oh, she's good. <laughs> she does a big smooch. Uh, all right. Uh, and if you want to do us a big smooch, that's, that's a weird transition. Uh, <laughs> especially if you're Rick Moranis. Uh, you can get at us uh, at Spooky underscore Carver at Twitter. Or at CarverAndJ.SpookyAndGay at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us. And... I, we, we were doing a regular outro, and I've already skirted up. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>